0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Gainesville, Florida with my good friend Paula Perhatch of WelcomeToTheRidersLife.com. Paula went to school here, moved to Seattle for 10 years, and then came back for the sunshine, creative atmosphere, and low cost of living. In this episode, Paula and I talk about visiting the butterfly rainforest at the Florida Museum of Natural History, hiking to the sinkhole at Devil's Millhopper, and canoeing the crystal clear water at Tucky Spring State Park. You'll about these three amazing experiences and so much more. If you know someone that wants to visit Florida, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Paulette's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Gainesville. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use AwardWallet to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy to use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account. Hey, Paulette, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I've been a big fan of yours for many years. I know you're a freelance writer like I am, and you have been on one of my favorite podcasts, the Stacking Benjamins, for a while now. And I actually met you at FinCon, and we were talking about where you are, and you moved back to Florida from where you went to the school and are hanging out in Gainesville now. So what's your connection to the city, and like, what brought you back?
1: Yeah, so I... Went to uh, four years of undergrad here in Gainesville, got my degree in magazine journalism. And then I always joked, because most of my friends were two years older, I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to be gone by the time you know I'm in my junior and senior year. And then it turned out I was the first person who left. I was like the only person who just like, did four <laughs> years and left. And so I had my adventures, did Peace Corps, moved up to Seattle for 10 years and then, you know, as the pandemic was happening and the crisis Seattle was just getting really difficult for someone who's a writer, a bunch of my friends started moving back to Gainesville, like one at a time. And what's cool is they all live in this duck pond neighborhood. So everyone lives like within six blocks of each other. And I came down to visit and I was like, well, this seems fun and uh, decided to, to take a chance and make the move.
0: Ah, uh, that's fantastic. So if you had to describe, because obviously you've been there for school and then you're now you've been back for a little while now. If you had to describe like the people or the city in just a couple of words, how would you do that?
1: I think just like homegrown, you know, people are really proud of the city. We love supporting our artists. There's like, for example, like a particular jewelry artist that a bunch of my friends, we all have her stuff. And, you know, it's just really kind of local, homegrown, homemade. People still really appreciate nature and the local community
0: well for sure and like you like you mentioned i mean the Gainesville is a big college town university of florida gators and everything else like that but one thing that people may realize but it's kind of like a off the beaten path is that that's actually where gatorade was created right
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> yep, so for the gators name for the gators aiding the gators with the gatorade
0: yeah, that is really cool. I mean, I grew up drinking it and everything like that. And although I haven't been there before, but I saw it was really cool. Like I'm always looking for like cool experiences for my kids and everything like that. And there's actually this cave museum that actually you can create your own Gatorade flavors. I thought that was really, really cool because it's like education, but also science and entertainment and everything like that. And so I'm always looking for opportunities for the kids to like do something fun and, and hands on. Uh, and I love drinking Gatorade, so that, that's that's pretty awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah, Gainesville is super family friendly.
0: So if people are coming to Gainesville, obviously we know that Florida is like in the southern part of the U.S. and so the the weather's pretty warm throughout the year and everything. If you had to to tell somebody what time of year to come visit, what's the best time?
1: I would definitely come in the spring or the fall. You have more of the excitement with things going on at the university and also the i mean the summer is really when you truly are aware that it is a swamp it is very (laughs) humid it rains most afternoons and it's just so hot and after a decade in seattle gets me
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, but as far as like um, like different festivals or annual events, obviously we know college football is huge in, in the fall. So if you're not a, fall, a college football fan, do not come on certain weekends in the fall. Otherwise, you're going to be overwhelmed with people. But beyond that, like uh, I'm sure there's a lot of like great festivals, uh, you know, probably a lot of like, college bands and those types of things.
1: Yeah. So there is a, a really big punk festival here in October and then also the um Kannabaha Gardens has a spring and fall plant and orchid sale, which is really, really fun. We have the Hogtown Medieval Fair in January, the Alaska County Farm and Hometown Festival uh, in March. And, you know, that's like your tractor rides, farm animals, live music, that kind of fun thing. Florida Gator Nation in April. And then the biggest little airboat race in the world, which is pretty exciting.
0: Oh, for sure. One thing that I saw was really cool, like you said, try not to come during the summertime because, you know, obviously it's really hot. But I think you know, for those that are kind of looking to avoid crowds, I'm sure that like since it's such a uh, a college town, it's pretty empty during the summer, right? So they have some some really cool events, I guess, in one of the local parks there where they have like free outdoor movie screenings in Levitt Pavilion. So if you're looking for something to do that's not crowded, that's a great opportunity to be able to come out there during the summer and be able to experience some of those things like that.
1: Yeah, that's at Depot Park, which is an amazing park. They have a park for kids, a splash park. There is this really cute old like boxcar area that used to be, you know, it used to be like a train station, and they've turned them into restaurants. I mean, my friends and I go there all the time, and we just watched. Uh, sorry, yeah, I'm not supposed to say timely things on New Year's Eve. That's where the fireworks are. And so that is just like an amazing resource for the community to be able to just walk around, you know, get a beer at an outdoor picnic table and just enjoy.
0: Oh, that's really cool. So if people are planning to come visit Gainesville, then is there like a local airport there that we fly into or, or, or do we have to fly into like a bigger city?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's a cute little airport. <laughs> you can fly into Jacksonville, which is about an hour away, or Orlando, which is two hours away. It is a little bit pricier to fly into Gainesville, but you definitely can. I'm always looking for flights from any of those three to see like what's the best deal. So you can come by American, Delta, United, and like a fewer smaller brands like Silver that you know usually goes to Key West.
0: Oh, sure, sure. So say we we're, we're able to find a flight and we fly right there into, into Gainesville, then from there into the city and when we're exploring around, do we rent a car? Do we take public transportation, like just use Uber? Like what's the best way to do that?
1: If you're going to be around the university, I think the public transportation there is really built out because it's nice for the students. But other than that, I would do Uber or renting a car because I think one of the best things is all the places to adventure just outside of Gainesville. So I always appreciate having my own transportation to be able to, to go out and adventure.
0: Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So like if you stay kind of in that core area, like is the city pretty walkable and, and everything like that? I imagine so with all the, like the students that a lot of them don't have cars.
1: Yeah, definitely. The downtown and campus areas are very walkable. I walk a lot in town, living close to Depot park and, you know, and I do take public transportation. Like if I'm going to campus.
0: Okay. Now, as far as like when we come to visit, uh, are there certain neighborhoods maybe we should avoid or are there certain hotels or different places to stay that uh, that are really like unique or just kind of get that whole experience of being in that, in that college town?
1: Yeah. So in the Duck Pond neighborhood, there's the Sweetwater Branch Inn, which is a really wonderful bed and breakfast in a historical house. And it's right near downtown, which is really lovely. And in the Duck Pond neighborhood, we have amazing trees and you get that Spanish moss and all these old... Eastlake-style Victorian houses, and it's just a really pretty area to stay in. And then there are kind of more modern hotels as well in the
0: downtown. One of our partners is Aways, and I always use their award search tool because I like to use my miles and points when I travel, you know, to save money on hotels and everything. And I saw one that was really cool, the the Hilton University uh, Florida Conference Center in Gainesville. Throughout the year, you know, relatively cheap. It's like 40,000 points and, or 150 dollars $200 a night. Not too bad, but... On game day, things get crazy, right? Cause like you have so many people coming into the town because they they love the games there. On game day, it goes up to like eight hundred dollars a night.
1: Wow. Yeah. Everything <laughs> is crazy on game days. And I'm such a hermit that I'm like, oh, game day? I will well, my friends joke. They're like, Do you want to come over and scroll on your phone? Which is what I do when we're watching football games. So I like, I'll like go over like one day I was like, Okay, I need to buy a dress. So I'm like interrupting them. I'm like, What do you think about this dress? Like while they're watching the, game, the football game. So that's my relationship to football. But it is just bananas and everything gets really crazy. But people I think really enjoy that. It's definitely a spectacle.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean that's that's one of the things I think I missed when I went to college because The school I went to, like they literally got rid of the football team like the year before I started there, you know, (laughs) so all the local high schools had a great time playing in our stadium. But that's one of the things that I think that's great about these big college towns like that is like even if you already graduated, just going to one of the games, it's just like it's also like a, a cultural phenomenon. It's hard to even imagine the experience unless you've actually been there yourself. For people that aren't into sports or maybe they come like on a weekend when they, there's not a game, like what are some of the other things that they should do with there in Gainesville?
1: So we have one area we we jokingly call it like Gaines Lando because it has a very Orlando feel to it, which is Celebration Point. And I don't really go over there too much, but it does have like good shopping and there's this Furrier's Gridiron Grill over there, which is kind of like a, a really nice upscale restaurant and it really celebrates the career of Steve Spurrier, who was a prominent football coach. He was a football coach when I went to school. And it's just kind of like a fun, very gamesville centered place. So that's really enjoyable. And you can get the calendar for events going on through the University of Florida. They bring a lot of shows into town, a lot of like comedians or plays, things like that. So that's kind of what I like about having a university Here and um, we also have a theater called the Hippodrome Theater.
0: Yeah, I saw that the Hippodrome has a lot of like family-friendly things, but also it's kind of like a historic building that's been around for a long time. And it's like one of those buildings that the way that it's designed and and the architecture—it's just they don't make buildings like that anymore.
1: And right around there is kind of the best spot for restaurants. You have you have Dragonfly for sushi there, and then there's also a Mods Coffee Shop, which is really has been there forever.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, my wife loves coffee. So I'm not a big fan of coffee. But you know, whatever makes her happy, then we definitely have to do that whenever we travel. You know, so <laughs> one of the things that I thought was really cool when I was doing some research is I guess there's like this butterfly rainforest uh, at the Museum of Natural History Like that, that seems pretty amazing.
1: It's so amazing. So the Museum of Natural History itself is free, which is wonderful. There is an extra cost to go into the butterfly rainforest, but it's like uh, 6,400 square feet, this gorgeous... Yeah. Just you feel like you walk into a magical landscape all of a sudden with all these plants and butterflies and birds and just a really great place to see lots of different kinds of butterflies.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. My, my daughter was like really into all that. So that that'd be a great experience for her. And then yeah, both my kids, they play a lot of sports. And so there's actually also like a, a Gatorade exhibit at the Museum of Natural History that I think that a lot of kids would enjoy as well. So.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's so many fossils there too. It's beautiful.
0: For sure, and then I, I saw that there's a, the the Kanapaha uh, Botanical Gardens. If you're thinking of like you know being out in nature and everything, it's a great way to you know, let the kids run around and also just kind of soak up the the scenery and and enjoy you know nature as much as you can, right?
1: Yeah, so it's Kanapaha, <laughs> and uh, my best friend actually got married there when we were in college, and she got married in front of these giant bamboo clusters, and it's just so beautiful in there. And they also have these. Kind of amazing lily pads as well.
0: Oh, that's gorgeous! Sounds like a perfect set, uh, setting for a, uh, for a marriage, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those places where like take a picnic and just enjoy the beauty.
0: Definitely. Now, if you're a little bit more adventurous, uh, I saw something called like the Devil's Mill Hopper.
1: Yeah, so that is. Almost, I think it's more than a hundred steps down into this sinkhole, and you can basically see all of this exposed rock on the side. So it just gives you this real interesting sense of the rock layers surrounding
0: it. Yeah, that's really cool. I think you know if you do something like that, especially if you're there like in the summertime, you'd be able to cool off a little bit because like the further you get down beneath the surface, then the the cooler it gets. Uh one of the other things I saw that seemed really cool, there's actually like a crystal clear river that you can go and kayak on and hop in a canoe and, and float around.
1: Yeah, so that's uh Hentucky. And what's really cool about that is we have a local brewery here that's great called First Magnitude. And that is named after the kinds of springs that surround us here in Florida. We have so many amazing springs. So like that's just one of many but it's one of my favorites i've been already just so many times since i've moved back and last time i was there we saw an alligator in the water with us which was like not my favorite usually i'm seeing an (laughs) alligator like while i'm on land and we saw a manatee and it's just gorgeous like these cypress trees and the spanish moss and basically you you know you can rent a tube or a boat and you just float down the river and it's just a blast it's just gorgeous.
0: Yeah, so if you're in a kayak and you see an alligator, like, what do you do in that situation?
1: You just like express your displeasure at the fact and then (laughs) keep an eye on it and then float past it. And you're like, all right, we survived another day. I know, it's wild. I think, like, it's funny. It's like you, I was more used to it when I was young and then I was away for 10 years and like not around alligators. And then I'm back and I'm like, oh my God, is that okay? Um, Especially when I went to, um, other place called sweetwater wetlands park at this place like i love this park it's beautiful there's not a lot of shade at this one so that's just something to know and i mean the alligators are like up on the land like walking around and you're just like this is unsustainable but so i wouldn't let like a dog run around there but apparently they don't eat people too often
0: so like i mean you're just walking and maybe what 10 15 feet away from them or like yeah. is it yeah that's yeah.
1: Uh... <laughs> it's really weird
0: yeah, I'm uh sometimes a little brave and sometimes do a little stupid things. But uh, especially when I'm around my kids, I'm like, you need to back up. Let's let the alligator go because we don't need to go pet it.
1: We've all seen the, the you know, the TikToks. We know what happens here.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, spoiler alert, it doesn't end well. Now, speaking of uh, gators and, and stuff like that, are there any places that offer like gator dishes and, and those type of things if you're interested in trying out a new type of food? Oh,
1: yeah. Gator tail. There is a restaurant nearby that celebrates Marjorie Kinnan Rawlings, and it's called The Yearling. And the, their whole thing is kind of like eat like a cracker. And they have some great alligator tail that I had there last time.
0: My wife and I were in Sydney, Australia, and she actually had a, an alligator pizza. I don't know. I'm not that adventurous, but uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad the rest of you are. For the rest of us that aren't necessarily that adventurous, with their taste buds like, what are some of the other great places to eat while we're there in, in Gainesville?
1: Oh, so many great places! Yeah, so definitely the top is one of my favorites, and it's got this kitschy interior. It's the place that my friends and I go out every week when we have ladies' night, and so many different kinds of good food, great salads, and good steaks. And corn nuggets, which are definitely a classic.
0: Oh, fantastic! What about if, like, we want like a like a obviously you know Gainesville's like the sports town with all the college sports and everything like that. Is there a good like uh, sports bar that you can go and enjoy a couple beers?
1: So there is one that's called the Swamp, and it's a classic restaurant, but it was located in a different spot, and then it did move. But that's kind of like the classic football place football place. You can see how, how well first I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I also definitely would recommend 4th Avenue Food Park, which is this really cool outdoor seating spot that has everything from amazing bagels to Satchels pizza to this place called Fahrenbacher's, which is just really wonderful kind of like deli, like great sandwiches, great salmon platter. Love that place.
0: And then you mentioned earlier that like spray is like, is kind of like a nice spot. Uh, Is that like a a steakhouse or more of like, just like a kind of like a pub style food or what is that?
1: It was kind of surprisingly kind of upscale. I was like, Ooh, this is, this is really nice. And my friends and I actually went for my friend's birthday. And because there were so many of us, we got like a private room that kind of looked like a conference room, but it had a TV. So you could kind of like get one of those private rooms in some way and and watch the football game there. But I'm sure that's yeah, that's like, Real wild for a football game, but it definitely is more of a upscale place.
0: Right on. Uh, what about maybe you want like a little afternoon snack, something like that, where or, or a little treat, you know, for ice cream or candy or something like that. Where would we go for for something like that?
1: We have a place called Hippo, and they have really amazing popsicles. So kind of those popsicles where I mean, they have so many flavors, and I think they all make them in house, and they're just, you know, it's like rose basil like oh i want a rose basil popsicle Let mean, happen to hippo flavors like that and that's right next to actually an amazing coffee shop called wyatt's uh when i'm in the mood to feel like i'm still in seattle i go to wyatt's and spend eight dollars on a rose cardamom latte
0: oh wow The way you describe those ice creams from Hippo, I mean, it's like it's not like the the popsicles you're going to get at at the grocery store, right? No, (laughs) it's more like artisanal, you know, like flavors and you know and everything like that. So that that sounds really cool. Yeah,
1: they're definitely like gourmet ice pops, and those are especially in the summer, nothing better.
0: Wow, fantastic! Well, Paulette, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips for Gainesville. I learned so much, uh, and I can't wait to come down there and watch a game and enjoy all the all the different fun things to do. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Gainesville, where should they go and what should they eat?
1: I would say the black pepper crescent steak at the top. That's been my favorite meal for a long time. It's got like whole peppercorns on it. It's so good.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. I haven't had lunch yet, so uh, my mouth is definitely watering. Like you said, you you spent a few years there in college and then you came back you know, a couple of years ago now. I'm sure you had some really like fun stories and everything with friends. What's one of your most memorable experiences since you've been there?
1: I think it's dancing at the rotator when I was in college, which is this bar where the floor rotated, but like very slowly and it was attached to a liquor store and it was really far out and it was like just the most random place, but we all just had a blast there. It was really fun.
0: Is that place still there?
1: Uh, no, it's closed down. Do you want me to, do, do you want me to tell the <laughs> no, story no, no. about the place still there? <laughs> no,
0: it just sounds really cool. It's, it's like yeah. a cool experience, but also one of those things that when you're in college and you've been drinking... And and dancing, the last thing you need is like that floor to be spinning because the world already kind of spins as it is. Sometimes
1: <laughs> it was very <laughs> slow.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, well, speaking of good times and, and happy memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Gainesville?
1: I think at Kin, which is a bar we finally got that has really, really nice upscale interior and beautifully made cocktails
0: fantastic now one of the things i always do whenever i travel is like check out the local pizza so what's the best place for pepperoni pizza in gainesville
1: definitely satchels
0: is it more like a thicker crust or like the new york style thin crust
1: yeah especially if you do they have like a satchel square at at the 4th avenue food park and that one is thicker and it's really really good
0: Oh, nice! I love that. Now, uh, like I, I know, just from like following you on Instagram, I see you travel all over the world. Some really cool experiences and everything. So, with that, like, what's your best travel tip?
1: All right, now don't tell anybody, but my best travel tip is an extremely nerdy Google Sheets with check boxes on it and maybe even some other columns and categories. You know, I have ADHD and I travel a lot, and I started this one time when I forgot deodorant, and I was like, "It's such a small thing, but it makes." Such a big difference. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I'm just gonna do a spreadsheet. And for example, I have some then I have a category it's like out the door, like when you're walking out the door, like you can't pack your toothbrush in the night before, you have to do it while you're walking out the door. Same thing with your phone, your phone's cord. And so I'll pack the night before and then check everything off that I need, and then I'll filter it down to just walking out the door list, and then I have my list for the morning. I love it.
0: Oh, that's so smart.
1: And I, I just say that like, you know, the antidote to ADHD is nerdiness, sadly. So <laughs> I need these spreadsheets, but I have so many fewer disasters or oh no moments. Cause the worst thing is like, and then I had to find someone to drive me to a store to get deodorant. They didn't have my brand. And then I was like, oh, this brand smells weird. And it was terrible. So just get it all settled, have it on a spreadsheet, simplify your life, especially when you travel as much as I do. And it really helps.
0: No, absolutely. My wife is like all about the packing lists and everything like that. But she always makes a new packing list. Every time we, we go on a trip, I'm like, we travel all the time. Why don't you just have like one packing list that you just use? And she's like, well, the needs change. Like you're, whether you're going like snowboarding or the beach or whatever, like everything changes. I'm like, I understand.
1: That's what the other columns are for. I know. Like I have columns for like the weather. Like, this is this a cold weather thing. And then I can just filter.
0: Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I may have to have you email her <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> sheet so that way I can like make her life a little easier. Yeah, it's like I have no regrets. I love it, and then I can add to it every time. Like I just realized, oh, I should
1: put business cards on this because I just went to a conference. I was like, oh, my business cards, but like, oh yeah, that's another
0: one. Absolutely. Well, Paulette, again, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips for for Gainesville. Uh, can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, I am a writer and writing coach. I write about travel, tech, creativity, and just love writing about amazing people doing wonderful things. And I also help amazing people who are writing wonderful things. So I have a coaching program called Your Personal Editor, which is 12 weeks one-on-one with me. And for people who want to be freelancers, I have a program called Powerhouse Writers that teaches you how to become a freelancer. And then you can write with me every day at my program, uh, a very important meeting, which is at 10 a.m. Eastern. We get on, and I lead a meditation, and then we write together for 45 minutes, and
0: it's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome because I, I know, like, I've been doing this freelancing thing for you know a number of years now, and it gets very lonely. And so, I think having a, a coach or having a collaboration like environment kind of gives you that that interpersonal like experience that you need. That way, you're not just like locked in your office by yourself all day every day. Having somebody around that like, is definitely helpful. So. We're going to include links to all that in the show notes. If somebody has questions about Gainesville, about your writing programs, or just your freelance writing in in general, uh, what's the best way to reach you on social media?
1: Well, I'm on Instagram at PauletteJPerhatch, or they could just
0: email me, Paulette at PaulettePerhatch.com. Again, we'll link to all these in the show notes, and it was great talking to you, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Great.
1: Thanks so
0: much, Lee. What an awesome conversation with Paulette. I love college football, and it would be awesome to be in the crowd rooting for the Florida Gators during a football game. You can find all the links we talked about today and our one-page guide to Paulette's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Gainesville. We want to say thank you to AwardWallet for being today's affiliate partner. It's my favorite way to track airline miles, hotel points, and other loyalty programs. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account today. Join us next time as we head to Istanbul, Turkey to seek my new friend, Pinar Tarhan. The author of, of the fun rom com series, A Change Would Do You Good. In this episode, Panara and I talk about visiting the Domobachi Palace, swimming at Prince's Islands, and exploring the historic Hagia Sophia, which was completed in 537 AD. We hope you join us when we travel there. I love hearing your feedback about the show. Send me a tweet at We Travel There or email me at WeTravelThere.com for us Contact to share your thoughts. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations.